We'll read together now our text, Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better take re- to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but He has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. After the sermon, we'll respond with the next two stanzas of Psalm 118, stanzas 5 and 6. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, this sermon on Psalm 118 is the last one in a, in a mini-series of, uh, or is the last in a mini-series that I did in, in Providence on uh, the Messianic Psalms. So we worked our way through five of the Messianic Psalms as we were leading up toward Christmas, learning how God had taught His people 
about the kind of Savior that was to come. And when we can see how Christ was foretold in the Old Testament, well, it helps us to understand how the people of God would have yearned for His coming. We recognize the promises and the predictions that God made while the world waited for Him to come and to bring restoration. We are able to see the great need for the coming of the Savior. And today we can use this psalm to give thanks to God because as we just heard in Psalm 118, our lives as God's people are a testimony to His love and to His care for us. Our life with God is rooted in our union with Christ, our Savior, whose birth we have been commemorating and celebrating in the past week. As we have celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ, and as now we stand at the end of another year, it's fitting that we put a certain kind of words on our lips, the same words that God's people sang out of pure adoration for God, pure gratitude, pure love for God because of all that He has done and for everything that He is. Today we express our joy. We express our thankfulness. We have joy because of the life that we have with God through Jesus Christ. We give thanks for the Lord's salvation. And that's the theme for this morning's sermon. Now Psalm 118 is the last of a collection of psalms that are called the Hallel Songs. And so these are Psalms 113 through Psalm 118. And so historically, by the time of the arrival of Jesus, Hallel Songs were songs that were recited during the Jewish feasts, in particularly uh, the Passover. So they are songs of celebration and remembrance, praising God for His acts of salvation. And as we are considering this psalm, as we're hearing God's Word in Psalm 118, we can also imagine how it was used in the past. We can imagine making the journey to Jerusalem to celebrate God's goodness. It seems that if you went to Jerusalem for a feast once per year, then that meant you were a pretty devout Jew. You were being faithful in the Lord's commands to, to worship Him. In Luke 2, this is something that we read about uh, the family of Jesus. Joseph and Mary, every year they went to Jerusalem for the Passover. And perhaps you can imagine the excitement that the event would bring for you. The pure joy of finally, once again, getting to go to the glorious temple of the Lord. Once per year, you get to go to the temple and hear the professional choirs singing the songs of God. You can see the people bringing offerings in the midst of all of that singing. Maybe that's something that we don't think about all the time. If, if, if we ever feel like hearing good 
songs of praise performed with, with expertise, we can just flip it on, on demand, on our phone, or on whatever device. Music is so accessible to us, but imagine you're, you're living somewhere very far away from where you would have anything like that. You might only, you might only get to hear the worship of God musically once a year. Boy, that would fill your heart, wouldn't it? How rich that celebration would be once a year, celebrating all that God had done for your people. And the fact that you get to stand there and know that you are a part of this. And this was one of the psalms that you would recite at that time. Maybe as, you, as we read, read through it earlier, you could, you could hear sort of a pattern uh, throughout. You could hear the, the tones of celebration, the repetition, the chanting about the goodness of God and, and the great blessing of being people that God loves and people that God acts for. Because this is joy. Knowing, knowing God, knowing who He is, being His, not only because you get to be a part of this, you get to participate in worship, you get to be a part of knowing God and His love, but also because of what that means for the rest of your life. Because life with God looks like something. Life with God permeates every aspect of your existence. The effect, of your, the effect in your life is unspeakable blessing and peace. This is a song of triumph and victory and celebration. Listen to this, the repetition that we have in here. So first, maybe you notice the very first and last verses are the same. They're bookends to this glorious song. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And then we have these, we have these rapid repetitions in verses 2 and 3 and 4. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. What a celebration. Verses 8 and 9, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. We can imagine the, the way that these shouts, these shouts would, would, would echo from the temple. And this is actually what it says in, in verse 15. Verse 15 of our text. Glad songs of celebration are in the tents of the righteous. It was probably pretty loud. It would send shivers down your spine, especially if you went a whole year without hearing the music of God. Give thanks to the Lord because He is so good. His love endures forever. There's no end to His faithfulness toward us. What a reminder that is when we get to worship him when we get to recount the salvation that he, that he has provided for us i wonder if if sometimes we forget that this is what every sunday is supposed to be like every week we get to join other people who love the lord people who have been treated so lovingly by God. 
your lives are full of the evidence of God's care. You've received his acts of grace. We get to sing about that and we get to celebrate it. We get to hear his weekly instructions for our life. And we receive a very real blessing. The blessing of the Lord rests on you. His words of peace and comfort. And it could be that, you know, the the hindrances that we're experiencing right now, the hindrances to the worship as we know it, maybe they're even doing us a little bit of good. I think these hindrances can make us ache for worship, can make us ache for fellowship with each other. So many of us are missing people right now. There's people that we can't, we can't be near. And yeah, they're, they're loved ones and we love them because they're our family, but even more importantly, these are people that are of the household of faith and we know that we have certain obligations toward them. And we we need to love them and care for them and and let them feel and know the love of God through us. We need to do this and we want to do this and, and, and there are obstacles for this. And so I think that these obstacles, these hindrances, these shortcomings that we're experiencing at this time may be doing something good for our souls. They're giving us the hunger, the thirst for the life with God that we we know we need. We'll die. We'll die without it. This is a matter of our eternal soul. Amazement. Amazement, right? For the life that we have with God. A yearning for it. And this this is how God's people used this psalm to express that amazement. Amazement at the fact that they actually existed as God's people against all odds. We can think about how unlikely it is, how unlikely it is that the Jews would remain a people from the time that they left Egypt up to the time of of Christ. So many Verses here speak about the dangers, the attacks that they experienced, being surrounded by enemies, how enemies swarmed like bees around, but that the Lord is the one to trust. And in our reading from Jeremiah, we saw that even though they were defeated, or they were going to be defeated, they were going to be carried off, they were going to be ripped away from the worship of God, ripped away from the temple, the temple would be destroyed by the Babylonians, and they would experience that that lostness of life without God, God was going to restore. And God did restore. And this is a celebration of that. God's people celebrated their deliverance from Egypt. That was the focus of the Passover. But they were also celebrating the restoration after being, after being removed from worship for a time. God had brought them back to their homes after 70 years of captivity. Worship was restored. The temple was rebuilt. 
their lives with God were restored. In Jeremiah 33, verse 6, this is God's promise. I will bring health and healing to Jerusalem. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. There will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, and this is where that quote came from, give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The fact is, even though even though God brought that to pass, they enjoyed that restoration, they were brought back into the land of promise, there was still something missing. In a sense, the people of God still experienced exile and emptiness and great need until the Messiah would come. That's something that we sang as part of the the pre-service song, hymn 16. The people who in darkness walked have seen a glorious light. Or sorry, no, it was O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That was a different one. Ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. So even though there was that restoration and they were in their land, there was still a sense of spiritual exile, spiritual lack, until the coming of Christ. That same prophecy, chapter 35, verse 15, in those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. It's not until he comes, it's not until the coming of Christ that the refrain from Psalm 118 finds its true and fullest celebration. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is why the people were shouting and celebrating at the triumphal entry of Jesus. Hosanna. Hosanna means save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Salvation has come. And until he came, people were living without the reality of that, but they were living in the, in the hope and in the expectation of that promise. They trusted that he would come. And so they were busy recounting all of the things that God had done, recounting His faithfulness, knowing that the Lord is faithful and steadfast, knowing that He has promised all of these other things and He brought them about and in the same way he, he promises salvation with His Christ, with His Messiah. And if He has promised that, then like everything else, He is faithful to bring it about. His steadfast love endures forever. And so now, the people of God can come and worship Him with joy and thanksgiving. Verses 19 and 20. Open for me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, and the righteous shall enter through it. We have to stop and think about that for a second. The righteous are invited into the presence of God. 
to enjoy his, his goodness. And, and this is a song of celebration because somehow we, we think that we belong to that category of people. Who is allowed to do this? Who can, who can come into the presence of God? Psalm 15 answers that question for us. He who does what is just and right, whose walk is blameless in your sight, all falsehood from his ways repelling, he who keeps slander from his tongue, etc. There's a lot of language here about people who are righteous, people who act righteously. We have the same thing in Psalm 24. Who shall ascend the hill of God, stand in his holy place and laud, the Lord who lives and reigns forever? I'll tell you who. He who withstands the wicked's lure, whose hands are clean, whose heart is pure, who keeps his oaths and does not waver. Who of us does that describe? Can anybody here confidently say, oh yeah, that's what I was like this past week. My hands are clean. My heart, pure. I can come into the presence of God. I can go through this gate. How in the world can any of us sing and shout in celebration, open for me the gates of righteousness, I will enter. I will enter and give thanks to God. This is the gate that the righteous go through. So, open up. I'm coming in. None of us can say that. None of us should have the audacity to think that about ourselves. But that's the beauty of what we confess together as the church of Jesus Christ. We confess that we are helpless in ourselves. We confess that at the very beginning of the service, our help is in the name of the Lord. Our life, our new spiritual life, this righteousness that we have is given to us as a gift of grace. Last week we had a, a family, a whole family, uh, become members of our church. Parents who made profession of faith and then immediately their, their two sons were baptized and this is something that we have professed ourselves as we have made profession of faith. This is something that we're reminded of every time we celebrate uh, the Lord's Supper when we witness the, the, the sacrament of baptism. And so these parents last week, they answered that they acknowledged God's covenant promises that were sealed to them in their baptism. They acknowledged that they didn't deserve to enter these gates. They said that, to the whole congregation that, that they detested and they humbled themselves before God because of their sins, that they seek their lives outside of themselves in Jesus Christ. And then they presented their, their two little boys to God so that they could receive God's mark on them, promising that for the sake of Christ, they have become sons of God. We're born as children of wrath. But in Christ, we become sons and daughters of God. This is what is proclaimed with the gospel of salvation every single week. 
This is reinforced when we use the sacraments that God has given us. We know that we are lost, but God has provided salvation for us. The Passover lamb, the real one, has come. The lamb who takes away the sins of the world. What an act of salvation that God became incarnate, that God came to us, lived with us. The name of this church reflects that, Emmanuel, God with us. He came to be among us and to to be thought of as foolish. He came to to be despised. He came to suffer. He came to be rejected by his own people. He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was crucified. But he was victorious. Our Savior rose from the dead and now he reigns and, and he's busy now in us, through us, building his new temple, the church. The stone that the builders had rejected has become the cornerstone. And it's His blood that washes us from all our unrighteousness. It's His blood. It's His blood that makes us able to go through that gate, the gate of righteousness, the one that the righteous may enter. This is the story of God's salvation. We were helpless, surrounded on all sides with no hope of survival, but Hosanna, Lord, save us. And he did. He has saved us. And now we profess this truth. Verse 17, I shall not die. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely or chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. This is the victory that we have even in this life. The world is corrupt. The world is is dark. The world is broken. It's very much in need of restoration. We live in this world. Our lives will be hard. Our lives will be full of strife. We have felt the chastening and disciplining hand of God in our various struggles in this past year. In the Congregational News, Reverend Vince Bronson made mention of so many different kinds of difficulties and and struggles there are in this congregation. Karen and Ben and, and their family are faced now with the difficulty of Karen's diagnosis with MS. There's a tough road ahead. But the Lord's hand upholds. Julianne and Stephen Slump have had an enormous amount of difficulty in the past while with Stephen's condition experience separation from him right now through the holidays it's sad our lives are hard they're painful there are a host of other health related concerns in this congregation everybody's walking around with some kind of pain we all are This past week, Doug and Jenny have mourned the loss of a little baby, a little baby who's with the Lord now. It's an enormous amount of pain, loss, a loss of that expectation, 
expectation of joy that you were going to have. Kathy Kuntz is also mourning, mourning the death of a great-grandson. And there are so many more emotional, mental, relational struggles here. They weigh us down every single day. Life is a constant death, full of sorrow, full of sadness and pain until our bodies fail and give up and perish. And yet, yet we proclaim in all of this, I will not die. I will not die, but I will live. I will proclaim what the Lord has done. Jesus himself says in John 11, whoever believes in me, will live even though they die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. We have life. We have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And today we celebrate that. We celebrate that life. The life that we have with Him. And we'll go on celebrating this forever and ever. God's goodness is upon you. The Lord is God. Verse 27. The Lord is God. He has made His light shine upon us. It's a big difference from what we saw in Jeremiah 33. He said, I've, because of their sin, I've turned my face away from them. Well, that's not what we hear. We hear every single Sunday, the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. With bows in hand, join the festal procession up to the horns of the altar you are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen.